Hello and welcome to Hari Cuts. I'm Hari Stephen Kumar and this is the pandemic season of this podcast and here we are in episode 6 of um, a supposedly fun thing I'll never do again, an essay by David Foster Wallace and where we last left off in the middle of a pandemic we took a little respite, we decided to go on a cruise. Um, of course, I'm, we're talking about traveling back in time to 1996 in this essay where we join David Foster Wallace as he takes a luxury Caribbean cruise and reflects on all kinds of things in the process. Where we last left off in Section 5 yesterday, well, he had just told the story of how he embarks on this on this cruise ship. and We joined him, we walked with him, along with about 1,374 other people, and we last left him um, having just arrived in his cabin and he has just eaten some fresh, free fruit. So, without further ado, today, section six, let's join David Foster Wallace on this cruise and let's see what the first day brings as he as, his, as the cruise ship leaves. I bring you David Foster Wallace, Supposedly fun thing I'll never do again from 1996. Section 6. Departure at 1630 hours turns out to be a not untasteful affair of crepe and horns. Each deck's got walkways outside with railings made of some kind of really good wood. It's now overcast, and the ocean way below me is dull-colored and frothy, etc. It smells less fishy or oceany than just kind of salty. Our horn is even more planet-shattering than the Westerdam's horn. Most of the people exchanging waves with us are cruisers, along the rails of the decks of other 7NC megaships, also just leaving. So, it's a surreal little scene. It's hard not to imagine all of us cruising the whole Western Caribbean in a parallel pack of huge cruise ships, all waving at one another the entire time. Docking and leaving are the two times a mega cruiser's captain is actually steering the ship. An MV Nader Captain G. Panagiotakis has wheeled us around and pointed our snout at the open sea, and we, large and white and clean, are under sail. And that's the end of section six. Ooh, wow, ah, I gotta take a break from that section. <laughs> ah, you might be wondering, what? Wait, what? That was it? That was it? That was such a short section. Ah, uh, yeah, that's it. Short section. David Foster Wallace's essays are, are kind of uneven in this way. In this particular essay, there are 13 sections, by the way, in this essay, and some of them are really short, like what I just read. Others, like yesterday's, are pretty long. Yesterday's weighed in at about 35 minutes or so. <laughs> I think this section was under two minutes. Um, 
All right, so fine. If you really want a little bit more of David Foster Wallace, I did skip a couple of footnotes from yesterday. So yesterday's should have been even longer. So let me actually go back and read a couple of the footnotes that I skipped. Um, and then a little bit of a hurry note on why. Why is this all so uneven? Um, he did talk about decks. So here's a really cool footnote from the previous section where he describes all the decks of this megaship. So this is footnote 25. And it goes something like this. This is just after he has gotten onto the Deck 3 gangway, uh, boarding the ship along with all the folks from the Engler Corporation. So uh, footnote 25, he goes, he describes uh, the various decks on this ship. He goes, like all megaships, the Nader designates each deck with some 7NC-related name. And on the cruise, it got confusing because they never refer to decks by numbers. And you could never remember whether, e.g., the fantasy deck was deck 7 or 8. Deck 12 is called the sun deck. 11 is the marina deck. 10, I forget. 9's the Bahamas deck. 8 is fantasy. And 7, galaxy. Uh, or vice versa. 6, I, I never did get straight. Five is the Europa deck and comprises kind of the Nader's corporate nerve center and is one huge, high-ceilinged, bank-looking lobby with everything done in, in lemon and salmon with brass plating around the, the guest relations desk and purser's desk and hotel manager's desk and, and plants and, and massive pillars with water running down them, with a sound that all but drives you to the nearest urinal. Four is all cabins, uh, and it's called, I think, the Florida deck. Everything below four is all business and unnamed and off-limits, with the exception of the smidgen of deck three that has the gangway. I'm henceforth going to refer to the decks by number, since that's what I had to know in order to take the elevator anywhere. Decks 7 and 8 are where the serious eating and casinoing and discos and entertainment are. 11 has the pools and cafe. 12 is on top and laid out for serious heliophilia. All right, so that's footnote twenty-five. And one of the things I want to uh, mention is it's it's every time he mentions he says seven NC. Let's remember he's he's talking about a seven-night Caribbean. That's this that's the short phrase he's going to use. And I just have to admire that he keeps calling this ship the Nader. Um, it, I've just you know I've read this essay many times, and I've I've always thought of the ship as the Nader. And uh, I, I have to remind myself, actually, no, this ship is actually called the Zenith, and he has decided to rename it the Nader. Uh, so that little play on words, he's deadly serious about referring to this thing as the Nader throughout. Uh, one more footnote, which is about these Engler Corporation. He notices these corporate-type people who are wearing these, these little name tags that say Engler Corporation. And so here's his little footnote about the Engler Corporation. Footnote 16. He says... I was never, in countless tries, able to determine just what the Engler Corporation did or made or was about. But 
They'd apparently sent a quorum of their execs on the 7NC junket together as a weird kind of working vacation or intracompany convention or something. Uh, this is this is pretty interesting for me because, you know, David Foster Wallace is nothing if not a research fiend. And, and for him to just kind of give up on the Engler Corporation is itself a little bit ominous. Uh, and, you know, I wonder if maybe the Angler Corporation is going to show up a little later in this essay. He's got seven whole nights to spend on the cruise ship with, with folks, and after all. So that's, the, uh, that's it for this section. Now, one of the things that, that interests me about why David Foster Wallace writes in this kind of way and, and a parallel that I'm seeing to our current uh, situation as we're all in this global pandemic is, you know, he's he's pretty deliberate about making his essays feel like this, feel uneven. Um, whether it's this essay or other essays that he's got, uh, he's got this nonlinear writing style. And as I was preparing for this episode, I was I was wondering if I should just go ahead and read the next next section too. But I thought actually, you know what? There's something to be learned here. There's something about the experience of reading his essays in their unevenness where there's a parallel to the days we're spending locked in. I'm seeing a lot of posts and also on on TV, some of the, the talk show hosts describe that this, this lockdown that we're in, where the days kind of seem to blur into one another, and we seem to have kind of lost a sense of perspective on, well, is today a Tuesday? Is today a Wednesday? Is, is, is today a Monday? And... And especially for, for me, as I'm recovering from, from COVID uh, and I'm on sick leave, there's this real feeling of timelessness and a feeling of, of being adrift and, and, and disconnected from a regular calendar. Uh, it's an eerie feeling. And for, for a lot of people who are, who are quarantined or are locked down, uh, there's this feeling of unevenness. Some days are, are just long, and, and some days feel even longer than they really are with, with footnotes upon footnotes. And some of the footnotes, some of the little tangents that happen in those days seem to just, you know, we go down a rabbit hole of hours on, on Instagram or on a phone call or just lost in, in a despair spiral in our thoughts. Um, other days are really quick. And they go by before we know it, and and all of a sudden it seems like it's bedtime, um, and you know so isn't that just life these days? And so, so I give you David Foster Wallace's uneven essay as a rumination on the unevenness of our days in this pandemic. So I'm not going to let you know what tomorrow brings. Tomorrow's section might be short like this one, might be long, might have footnotes, might not. You just don't know. You will just have to stay tuned, as we say in the storytelling business. But in the meantime, I do hope all of you are uh, safe. Please do stay healthy, stay home, and stay human. Thank you. <laughs>